kaleidoscope of colors sneaking up from behind the efferent pines. Silent music. The sun, conductor of all, stretching endlessly over the horizon, regally announcing itself while emanating its universal, unspoken words. A new day has begun. If only I could have foretold the future, I might have been better prepared. Today, as I forced myself to move from bed, I wanted to do some computer research before the sunrise, so I'd set the alarm for 4 a.m., but the dream woke me instead. The searching had occupied my mind, but now I'm bound and determined to enjoy the sunrise, to release the claustrophobic pressure in my body. As I shut down the computer, I stare through the large window overlooking Lake Memphremagog, located directly on the Canadian and Vermont border, praying for serenity. I tell myself to shake the nerves off. I'm safe. Physically, the bullet wound is healing nicely. Mentally, there are so many thoughts running through my mind. I don't know where to begin. I envision a puzzle with a myriad of pieces floating around and wonder if I'll ever be able to complete the picture again, to say nothing about feeling at peace. I fear that even if I can put the puzzle together, some evil manufacturer or higher power has broken or chipped a piece, or even worse, mischievously neglected to pack the final one, so that I'll never experience the complete picture. I wander onto the deck of the boathouse. Scantily clad, I settle into a vinyl car seat. A 1972 Spitfire, I'd been told, not just any car seat that the owners use for outdoor furniture. I inhale deeply and watch expectantly. I gaze out past the mountains at Munsell's universal color atlas for artists, blending burnt sienna into umber, adding bright yellows and oranges in hues that to the untrained eye are nothing short of miraculous. Experiencing the sunrise, painted oils reflecting off the horizon, a moment caught in time. Success. Nature lifts my mood and I feel a flicker of excitement. I actually figured it out. After the fact, but I did it. New life comes flooding in and I force myself to sit quietly with this revelation and enjoy it. Listening to the sounds around me triggers thoughts of how that fateful day began. Total silence broken only by an occasional bird chirping and faint sounds of squirrels rustling in the woods. I ingest the magnificent views, specifically the mountains stretch across the two-mile-wide lake, to the right, Owl's Head, in front, the elephant etched by nature, lying down in the dirt but called Bear Mountain, to the left, a small island awaiting its next group of corporate pheasant hunters. The lake that day was barefoot calm, a water skier's heaven. I'm not much of a water skier, though I am extremely athletic and have worked to keep my figure strong with weight training and sports, sports that used to be known as boy sports, downhill skiing, ice hockey, speed skating. I'm a little over 5 feet 10, weigh 135 pounds, and have that odd mix of freckles, thick red, wavy hair, and green eyes. The hair color has grown on me through the years, but as a child, 
I can assure you I wasn't interested in being a redhead. Children never like to be the oddball. I was told that at the age of four, I used to get angry at my parents and say, they shouldn't have never planned to give me red hair and to change that imminently. Ever, my dear Magdalena Lassige, should not have ever given you. My mother would gently correct my poor grammar regardless of my age, and when she used our last name, I knew she was serious. I wanted to be blonde, immediately, that is, and believed that, since they were my parents, they could control everything. It's amazing how the older we get, the less our parents seem to control, much less know. I considered dyeing my hair in my teens, but somehow I got used to and liked the special attention. I finally decided that if God had given me red hair and he knew every hair on my head, well, then that's what I'd live with. I only wish I could have such res-